Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I just This episode hurts me in just so so many ways that it makes me just a little sad. Have you seen uh, Hellraiser? Every episode. Have you ever seen Hellraiser, Matt? I No, I don't think I've actually seen the whole, the whole movie. Just clips here and there. <sighs> I've recently... The Hulu just released a remake, um, and I watched it and then i watched the first two hellraiser original hellraiser movies to refresh my memory uh those first two movies are still great you should go you should see them out they're really good um but in hellraiser the the whole thing is about the cenobites the evil these demons they intertwine pleasure and pain and you know that they it's you know clive barker's kind of interpretation of bdsm and influence on um, stuff. Robbie, if, but, if you're going where I think you're going with this, the problem with comparing something like that to this episode is there have, have to be some sort of pleasure involved. This no, no, no. You you make pain into oh. pleasure. That's what the Cenobites. You find the oh. pleasure in pain. Well, I love this season. <laughs> I believe there's a lot of meme. Uh, I've seen several meme images of the Simpsons as the Cenobites. So yes, I guess they do. Okay. Hi, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. For more, you can gain access to more stuff. We have a lot of love. We have a lot of great supporters there, and you too can be one of them uh, over there at patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Oh, we have someone to thank, Matthew. Ooh, fantastic. David the Sterling. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. This week's episode is Father Knows Worst, episode LABF08, originally aired April 26th, 2009, written by Rob Lezebnik, directed by Matthew Nastic, received a 3.5 rating with 6 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, I will not put hot sauce in the CPR dummy. Ooh, rude. That feels like a, it's not a, feels like they've done that before. I have that seems likely it feels like i feel like i don't know i i also i've done so many of these that i kind of lose my i've lost all my all eyes in my mind so i might have just invented that i've said this before but it feels like i've said this before uh the couch gag marge bartley said maggie swim across an olympic sized swimming pool to the couch whoever homer however ends up floating face down in the water uh homer dies in the couch gag uh well that happens in a lot of couch gags really it does. It's true. It's couch guys. They're not canon. Um, okay, Matt. Before we get into this this episode, before we start the the breakdown, okay. I might be losing it. Oh no! Oh no! I might be losing it because I was watching this and I didn't hate it. Robbie, Robbie, I uh, what? That that doesn't seem possible. It's a season twenty Simpsons episode. I I know, and I like I can recognize the the real like there's some really bad stuff in this. It's a silly stupidness, <laughs> but there's also jokes in it that I laughed at. I laughed, Matt. We're gonna do. We'll call. We'll do the. We'll do the check in right now. Did you, did you laugh Whoa. at this episode? Uh, yeah, a couple of times. See. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not I wrong. laughed at this episode multiple times. Okay, I don't know multiple times. I multiple times. I, I, I laughed a couple, it. a few different times, and there's even more times where I went, "Oh, you know, that's pretty." I went, "Like that's a nice gag. I like it." Um, I am not necessary. I'm also I like I then I re- then you know, and I'm like I I try and go in blind with these episodes. I try not to take in any other reviews or criticism before I watch them, and then I go in afterwards. I'm like, what did other people think? What did our what our 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 good friends on the Patreon think? And the, and the news group, comments or news group, what do they think? I read it as I'm you know putting together the episode. I'm like, oh, 
they didn't like it at all. And I'm like, am I, is the Simpsons like, mess, like, am I losing it? Like, is it changing me? <laughs> That's why I talk about the Cenobites, man. Like, am I turning into like Pinhead where like, I like, I have to find the deepest. I don't think so. This episode is definitely more coherent than usual, but I still think it's pretty bad. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I think that's the, the kindest thing I can say, honestly. Uh, we begin with the Homer and the kids at the boardwalk, at the carnival, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they are enjoying their Saturday out. Hot dogs, not so hot dogs, cold and droopy. Fried dough, America's worst legal food, never leaves your body. Wow, the truth in boardwalking law has really done a number on this place. Shoot an oversized basketball into an undersized hoop. It's impossible. The prizes have been here for 50 years. Okay, so I, I don't mind I will, this. Okay, okay, Robbie, I will say this inciting incident is stupid as all get out, but the truth in boardwalk law... That was pretty funny. It's a good gag also, but I can't, I will not, I won't accept the slander against fried dough. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fried dough is there. If you watch travel shows or cooking shows and you see them engage with different foods throughout the world, many, many different cuisines, regardless of continent or country, almost every single one has fried dough in it. You know why? Because it tastes amazing. Okay. That's why. I don't want to yep, hear this. And it leaves your body. Don't, don't, don't leaves your body. You're fine. Just don't eat a lot of it. Just eat some. Okay, eat all of it. You're fine. Um, so <laughs> we get a gag here about the 50-year-old prizes. Then we go to watch the, uh, the, the street performers. And uh, they have a juggler on a unicycle. And this is the, my first laugh of this episode, Matt. I'm gonna I'm gonna call out, okay? I'm not gonna I'm 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 brutally honest when I hate something on the show. I'm also gonna be the same when I like something and when it makes me, when it works on me. I like this bit where the Homer throwing the kids to the juggler and him having to kill. Oh come on, Robbie. Really? I mean, really? It worked. That's the dumbest the, thing. The reason it worked now here, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out. I don't know how it worked. Um I don't think it's the idea of this kid this guy having to juggle kids. I think it's the guy yelling at Homer don't throw kids at me and Homer throwing both the kids at him. I don't know. It worked. It didn't, it stopped working when Homer jumped in, but the, him juggling the kids, I think there was enough. I could, I could picture a a juggler juggling a 10 year old. I mean, I can't 10 year olds are very heavy. Okay. I, I guess you're also like, also this, my sense of reality is so skewed now because this is not even close to the most insane thing that happens in this episode. Like it is absurdly cartoonish at times. This is nothing. This is, this is a drop in the bucket. Um, that is, that is definitely fair. It's still stupid though. And I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm being honest when I laugh. Okay. I'm gonna, I will call it out. I call it like I see it. So we cut to Marge, Marge, the, 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 the kids and Homer are out enjoying their Saturday in the boardwalk. Marge is at home enjoying her Saturday at home installing a water heater man i love saturdays finally i can have fun with something i bought for myself a new water heater almost there five more water heaters and we get a free water heater okay the second matt second time i left right here when really 
Really? Because this is the point where I just rolled my eyes and go, that is so dumb. Also, what would it take to go through five water heaters in the lifetime of a house? My God. I mean, one, I think I laugh more largely because uh, Julie Kavner really goes hard on just saying water heater a bunch in like 30 seconds. That she says true. She <laughs> says the words water heater like five times. And I just found that really. And like, that's the thing Marge would be excited about. Marge would go, oh, man, a water heater, True. a new water True. heater. And I'd be excited about a new water heater, man. That'd be great. Exactly. See, we're on. See, you're on board, Matt. And again, this is, again, not even like, I don't know. I think we're a little, I, I'm not, I don't know. I feel like you could easily run through a lot of water heaters in a short amount of time, especially if you're the Simpsons. Fair. Matt, like, where does Homer get water? Like, imagine, like, you, Homer says, Homer, hey, go get us a water heater. Oh, God. I I have no idea, but Homer, Homer going to some place that gives you 10 free water heaters after you buy, uh, or a free water heater after you buy 10, that makes total sense. I'm just saying, that's what, like, that's what goes through my mind. Also, not, again, drop in the bucket. This is, by, this is downright realistic in the, in the, on the, <laughs> on the, on the grading curve of this episode. You know, on the curve, if we're grading this on the curve of Simpsons realism, this is downright, like, pedestrian. Um, in the process of, of, of installing this water here, Marge finds a secret room. It's been covered in dust. It is a sauna and decides to keep it a secret. And this is also, I really respect, like, normally I would go, like, Marge doesn't tell anyone. But they show, they have a scene where Marge debates telling Homer. And then immediately realizes he would tell Lenny, and Lenny would bring other people, and one of those people would be Mo, and Mo would be naked. And I immediately went, "Yep, don't tell anyone, March. That's yours now. That's your sauna, because that's exactly yeah, what would happen." Yeah. My question is, though, okay, Robbie, she has just replaced her fifth water heater. Mm-hmm. How has she never noticed this thing behind the water heater in those previous five water heater swap outs? Okay, the only reason she notices this time is because she happens to wipe. A huge amount of dust off the wall behind where the water you tell me is. Marge Simpson would have ignored that dust every other year. I'm going to say that Marge Simpson, person who's installing water heater, is a different Marge Simpson than the Marge Simpson <laughs> that would dust the rest of her house. Because Marge uh-huh. would know, I just, I just changed out a water heater. I'm real tired. Starting to dust that is more work. And I can't start it without finishing it. I've done that many times. I really time. think you're stretching on this one, Robbie. Again, Matt, this is downright real. This is as realistic as The Simpsons gets compared to what what where I'm literally about to describe uh, Looney Tunes. Okay, Marge deciding. Okay, to, that's to, that's fair. To that's find fair. also I, also though, Marge was carrying her own water heater. <laughs> Growing Looney Tunes, that's, that's I, at least a one step towards Looney Tunes. Okay, well, I mean it's steps. It's it's gradiated. Um, also, I would, as a person who's only owned a home for a short amount of time, I'm constantly discovering new weird things about my house that I'm like, what the <laughs> heck the hell is this? Like, I dig up a my a weird old concrete pad and there's wood in the concrete. Why? You know, like, why is that there? You have to, it's like mysteries. You have to solve these problems. Like, why is that? What is this weirdness? Um, cut back to the, the boardwalk. Homer uh, is eating all the food. And hey, kebabs, various kebabs, food on sticks, always, you put a food on a stick, it's immediately better. That's a law. Any food you can name, it's better on a stick. 
Well, that's just, you don't have to like use your hands for one thing, which is annoying. And even more annoying is having to use utensils and a plate. So anything on a stick is just bypassing all of that and is wonderful. I, I don't know. It's there's, there is something about like you know when you're eating at a Renaissance fair or at a theme park, you're just walking around with food in your hand. It just makes it taste better. I don't know what it is. It's just the experience. It just feels you just feel free. Um, but Homer accidentally eats a, a fire eater stick, a torch, effectively, and uh, he starts spitting out fire. Which you were talking about the realism curve, Matt. Um, uh huh. This is this is we're getting there. We're starting to climb, and then and then Bart feeds him uh, lighter fluid. And uh, Homer, yes, and then Homer breathes like he's Godzilla. Okay, this is uh... yes, exactly. There you go. There, that's the yeah. It's really absurd. Um, but something's wrong with Homer's tongue. Um, because it got burnt. It got burnt to a crisp, honestly. And yeah, it gets burnt to a crisp, and they put a cast on it. This is this is the the looniest, tooniest of this episode right here. All of this stuff, the all the yep. the Homer's tongue stuff. It's all just the silliest things. So he gets a cast. Bart writes moron on it. Uh, this again, I don't even know why this is here because it immediately gets taken off. We have a single scene where that has a, a cast on his tongue. I'm assuming because they had these jokes and they wanted to get them in. That is my guess. Um, but they go back to Doctor Herbert to get the cast off, and they discovered something new wrong with Homer's tongue. Well, at least I can eat again. Mmm, cherry. Ah! Oh, too much cherry. Ooh, lemon. That'll stop the cherry. <laughs> Doctor, why is this happening to me? Well, I do have an idea, but just to be sure, let's run some expensive tests. <laughs> so, we learn that Homer has become a super taster, effectively. Ruby, I don't know if you realize this. Or anyone realizes, but that's not what a super taster is. Super I, tasters really only operate on your bitter receptors. I, I'm Matt. I'm Matt. I'm. I'm not. Again, he just breathed fire. This is where uh -huh, we're. And? This is the problem we have. He had a cast on his tongue. This is mm -hmm. the the issue we can't. Where like I, you don't even have to make it. Like it could just literally be Homer hasn't tasted real food for a while, so now everything tastes more than it used to. That's fair. Also, I here I'm going to say it on the record. Third time I laughed, uh, where he goes, where he says, "Oh, the cherry, the uh, the lemon will get the, <laughs> the, the lemon will get that cherry off." It may I don't know what that uh, is. Uh, that made me laugh, Matt. I don't know. I'm not even in a particularly good mood today. I don't know. I I I, I don't know. Are you, are you sure you haven't been snuck drugs? Has the CAA put LSD in your water again? No, I don't. I have caffeine today, but I have caffeine every day. That's not <laughs> that's not special. Um, you have a nightmarish amount. No, it's actually a pretty standard amount of caffeine today. Um, actually, less than normal. I only had an energy drink and a latte. It's not that. Wow. It's not that much for me. So um, Homer now can't eat normal food because normal food tastes too much. He has to eat the blandest food possible. Marge tries to give him beets that all the bread has been boiled out of them. Um, but they find a solution. Lisa finds a solution by bringing Homer cafeteria food. And the cafeteria food works because it is so bland, Homer can't can eat it without tasting anything. All he tastes is texture. He doesn't really taste taste, which is a problem when you have taste too much taste, I guess. None of this matters. I should say that, Matt. We should say that. 
<laughs> None of this matters. This is an inciting incident to nothing. We don't get to an actual plot until the second act. There is no plot until act two. Yeah, we're all just getting to the point where Homer shows up at school. That's, that's all this entire first act is, is used is to get Homer to the school. I, I think because I laughed, Matt, a couple times, I went, eh, okay. I, I think I'm I am I think I am becoming an easier target because I'm just my expectations have just become so low. I don't know. Um cafeteria food is the solution. So Homer starts eating lunch at the cafeteria, the school cafeteria with the kids, which I don't again, man, if you want to talk about like here, what are we on the sixth or seventh thing? This doesn't work like this. You can't uh, an adult you can't just normal, go to school, yeah. <laughs> a, a normal adult man cannot just go to an elementary school and begin eating lunch there. It doesn't work like that. But whatever. Homer does. Um we also we other we see a bunch of other parents at the school, so I mean, they're not just playing it just for Homer. All the parents are doing That's this. true. All the parents are allowed wherever they want in the school, which is not the case. No, it's generally not. They don't let you just walk around all the time. But Homer's there. He is embarrassing. Um, Bart, that is largely... And this is... If you want to talk... Here, Matt. You, the pits of this episode, the worst stuff, this. This cafeteria scene where he's embarrassing Bart... And he like takes off his shirt and puts on a hairnet to serve Jello because he can't afford lunch. And then he asks uh, Bart if he can't, tells Bart he can't have Jello, and like it takes off his pants. Like it's just the dumbest thing. And like I don't when I, I I'm being very tactical when I say I laughed at things. I'm going to tell you exactly what I laughed at. <laughs> not, because it's very obvious. Yeah, it's not this. This made me go, gosh, guys. Um, but that's when we go to commercial seven minutes and 30 seconds. So when we come back, uh, we get Bart and Homer still in the cafeteria line. We're back exactly where we left off and we see that Bart does not want Homer around. Uh, Homer, uh, goes and sits down with Bart. Bart says, no, I don't want you around. And Homer says, well, I know what I'm not wanted. Wanders off and says, Hey, I'm not wanted. Right. <sighs> because of course he does. But then the actual point of this episode finally shows up. Hi, Homer Simpson. Mind if I sit near your son? Mine sucks. Well, we certainly are proud of Noah. He's a straight-A student. Noah, state capitals, alphabetical order on my clap. Albany, Annapolis, Atlanta, Augusta, Austin, Baton Rouge, Bismarck, Boise, Boston, Capital City, Carson City. Wow, he's terrified of you. That's why I'm here, to make sure he gets good grades. Whoa, 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 whoa. You come to school to help him get good grades? Isn't that why we pay public school teachers those enormous salaries? Well, call me over-involved, but someday your son will be my son's chauffeur. Well, I hope your son enjoys being driven around by the President of the United States. Really? Let's see what the future president's doing right now. <laughs> Yeah, you don't see many presidents doing that. Maybe LBJ, you know, at the end. It's not your son's fault. It's yours. You have to hover over your kid's shoulder to force him to succeed. It's called helicopter parenting. I don't have to helicopter, Bart. I've got a backup plan called Lisa. Oh, right. You're second grader. Sure, she's smart, but how can she be successful if she's not popular? Um, do you mind if I join you? Well, that depends. What are you eating? Baked potato, side salad, and... Uh, well, we're having cold shoulder. <laughs> Is this seat taken? No, go ahead. Take it. Take it way over there. 
Oh my god. My son's a loser and my daughter's a loner. Way to go, Marge. It's just so much no. We're having cold shoulder. Incredibly. But also, who is this woman and why does she know all the Simpson children so well? Enough to know that Lisa is unpopular and Bart's a moron? Hmm? Matt? No? Matt. Matt. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna do my best, okay? This is me doing my best. Being Ooh, okay. as kind as possible, okay? Kind as possible. Where I say, Well, this woman is a helicopter parent, a self admitted one, correct? Mm-hmm. She she is she's proud of the fact that she's a helicopter parent. So if she if she, and I, I I think she is pretty tactical in her criticism of both Bart and Lisa. Mm-hmm. And also, obviously, very hard on her own son, where she, on a, a clapping rhythm, makes him recite the alphabet alphabetical order state capitals. And I like that the, is rough. I like the yes, it's ridiculous, but I do like the fact they put capital city in there. Um, that was the one point I smiled at this episode, and I really thought, oh, that's good. They actually remember that's that's okay. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, but so. And she's sitting in here at the school, and we see other parents here eventually anyway. I presume that, and Homer's there, and there's no one stopping them. There's no, there's no, Springfield Elementary has no, uh, you know, rules about parents not being at the school. If the parent wants to be there with their child, they can, I guess. Okay, this is the world they're giving us, Matt. We, that's all we have. <laughs> uh, I, I that's where, we're, I, I'm just saying. Um, so, if she is all of those things, it's not outside the realm of possibility that she is not studying all the children like a crazy person and taking an inventory of who's popular, who's not, who's smart, who's not, who do who should my my son be friends with, who should he not be friends with. She has a kind of large she has like it's not just like oh he needs to be a smart kid with good grades no he also has to be popular he also like she has this very yeah i question the fact that that her son is popular he doesn't really look like it that's okay that's mean man all right i'm just saying he's eating by himself and you know he's eating with her they're not alone he's not alone that's true he's not allowed to eat with his friends okay i don't know again I'm just saying that it's not crazy that she would know if she's been at sitting in the in sitting at the school lunchroom for God knows months, maybe it's quite possible. She knows all the predilections of all these kids. They're little kids. They're not hard to like analyze. You know, you know, who's who she guessed the, her son. Like, hey, who's that? He'd be like, right. oh, that's that's Lisa. She's smart. She doesn't have any friends, though. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Again, Homer breathed fire earlier. Homer has a new tongue. This is the thing you're having an issue with. It's one of many things I'm having to okay, do. Okay, that's, I mean, that is fair. But I will hear, Matt, I'm going to say this. And this is what I grasp onto this episode, okay? And it's the only thing that made me keep, kept, like I said, I don't hate this episode. And this is why. I laughed, I've laughed a few times. And this problem, the plot, this is, we finally got to a plot. It took a while. We got there. This plot is downright realistic. It is Homer worried about that's his fair. two children. And it is about, oh, his son doesn't apply himself enough, and his daughter is not popular enough. And if you want to criticize both of those, both of the, the Simpsons kids and what they fail, uh, fail at at school, those are the things. And it makes sense. That is something you could say to Homer. And Homer would go, oh, no. Homer could look at himself and go, 
oh no, Bart's going to turn into me. And Homer, we've there's multiple episodes where Homer is obsessed about popularity. So that, that, is, that is definitely true. When Bart runs for class president, that's all his thing. Homer Palooza is all about Homer wanting to be popular and be cool. Like, I get it. So this is this is not Homer becoming a bounty hunter. Oh, that like that like this is like that's that's all I have, Matt. Okay, I'm not gonna say it's like some grand episode. It's You're not, not wrong. It's you know it's not it's not you know some weird wedding. Like it's not he's didn't get kidnapped and it's not Saw. You know it's not. It is Homer worrying about his daughter and his son. That's all I got. It's not as bad as it could be. You are correct. That's all I have. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So. Bart uh, and Lisa are obviously not the great overall students that Homer feels they should be. So he goes to Marge with his concerns uh, to get her on board with this whole helicopter parenting idea. But Marge is too relaxed from the sauna, just like the whole family was from the hot tub. So apparently it's so good for them. It just makes Marge not care. She's just like, yeah, Homer, whatever. Uh, Homer decides that this is his mandate uh, to help the kids himself. So... Homer goes to the school. Once again, he's just allowed in. There's lots of other parents there basically doing the same thing. This is what the interpretation of helicopter parenting is. You're always around your kid. Uh, Bart is acting like a moron. He's got like a binder on his head or shrugging from his ears. No, it's just this here. This is the the last time I laughed in this episode, Matt. Okay. I, here, I'm, a, I'm being honest. Last time I laughed and maybe the hardest thing I laughed at. And I don't know why. Again, you know, Bart has yes, he has three wing three ring binders clipped to his ears, and he's swinging mm-hmm. them dumbly. Now, I want first the first thing I want you to tell me that you, as a fourth grader or third grader, as a young boy, did not attach dumb clip school things to your body at times. Well, if you're gonna say ears, I would have said no, but. Uh, body in general yeah probably right hung up from a belt or something i know i did i know i did stupid stuff all the time when i was bored in class and like oh i have a clip clip on my hand clip on my nose you know whatever so that's not crazy to me but homer looks in and goes well there's no money in that and i laughed so hard at that i don't know like it's just i don't they got me I don't know if Homer is saying there's no money in that. <laughs> like him worried uh, about Bart becoming an adult and making money with three ring binders on his ears. I don't know. It got me. But that's, again, all right. the final time I laughed in this episode. So there you go. That's four laughs. All right. All right. That's fair. So we're we're halfway through act two and Robbie has laughed his final laugh. <laughs> there's, well, a lot of, there's, a lot, there's a lot of episodes, Matt. I don't laugh at all. Okay. This is four laughs. Wow. Okay. Mm. okay. 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 So, while Bart is swinging binders from his ears, Mister Scrubopple is going on about a model building contest sponsored by the Balsa uh, industry, of course. And she asks Bart, "What is your project going to be?" Homer, of course, hears this and decides to start looking at posters of monuments in the wall. How convenient! And then tearing down the ones that he deemed unoriginal or too difficult, and just throwing them in the ground. All right. He eventually gets to the Washington Monument, tears that one down, and makes it into a paper airplane to throw at Bart. So Bart, who still has not replied to Mrs. Grabapple, uh, tells her that she he is going to do the Washington Monument, to which she approves. I just... So dumb. So very... 
I mean, this is not unrealistic, Ben. It's a little unrealistic, but you're right. It's not Looney Tunes unrealistic. Also, like, I don't know if, again, this is me grasping. I think I am, there's a part of me that is grasping at straws. I have to, you have to, I have to battle with this. Okay. This is the journey we're going on. Um, as, as we watch the, the, the worst of the Simpsons three years, I'm, I was just happy to hear Mrs. Krabappel at length. Oh, that is true. Just it is listen, way too long just, to had her as a focus. Just listen to Marshall Wallace talk for a little bit. You know, there just has a bit, Mrs. Krabappel has just vanished. Like she's just barely in episodes anymore. She used to be a very big supporting character. She's just gone for seasons, basically at a time. And she pops in in this episode. I'm like, oh, that's nice. I don't like. I it's again, it's a very small thing grasping at straws, but it's something. You know, it's nice to hear Marshall Wallace. All right, well, you are correct about that at the very least. But I have to take issue with the idea that this is realistic. That one, Harlan would be loud in the school. Two, that he's tearing down posters and no one cares. And three, that it took him a minute and a half to come up to the conclusion that Bart should do the Washington Monument and then make it into a paper airplane and throw it at Bart's head. And Mrs. Grabapple, it just accepts it as if no time has passed. I just, it's it it's it's convenient, man. Okay. I'm going to ask you a follow-up follow question, rebuttal. Does anyone get kidnapped mm-hmm. and put in a Saul torture house? I mean, not yet. I might not have watched the rest of the episode, so no I guess No one we'll see. does. No one does. Zero times in this episode. All right, fair. Moving on. So now that's the, that's the setup for the Bart plot. Now we move on to the Lisa plot, uh, which uh, it could be argued that these are like branching A1 and A2 plots. The Marge with the sauna is the B plot. Homer is the A plot. And this is A1 and A2 because it splits here because they don't interact as much after this. So Bart is going to do the model contest. Lisa, Homer is going to teach her how to be popular. Uh, and basically he does so by teaching her to be a mean girl. Let's try what Chapter 7 calls insults. Insults disguised as compliments. Hey, Lenny, it takes a lot of courage to wear suspenders when you're not in the circus. Well, that's very nice of you. Hey, you say my clothes are clown-like? Oh, God, I feel so insecure. Please be my friend. See, it works. And insults are just the beginning. There's also invitations, hate hugs, spamming with faint praise, and... Hey, everyone, want to go get frozen yogurt? Oh, oh, I do. oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Mo. I didn't mean everyone, everyone. Hope you don't mind. Uh, no, that, that's all right. <laughs> if I didn't sell booze, they probably wouldn't even come here. <laughs> and that, my dear girl, is called the Toledo Take Back. Dad, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I see. Well, maybe you're not ready for this book. It is more of a big girl thing. I'm a big girl. I'm a big girl. <laughs> Ooh, one of you said something bad about the other. He did! <laughs> so I know that middle-aged white men are the closest demographic to actual preteen girls, but I really feel like this is incredibly ham-handed and kind of stupid. I mean, I, Matt, like, I, I, I largely think Lenny, Carl, and all, like, all those barflies are dumber than any of those preteen girls we see at in elementary school i mean <laughs> that's fair but i feel like if anyone was that mean to mo in reality he would be far meaner back he wouldn't go oh that's fine and then go cry that's not the mo i know it's not the mo you know you know 
No. The Mo I know would be like, excuse me? He wouldn't say excuse me. He'd say much ruder. And then he'd stab you with a, a wine bottle. Over That's him. not the Mo you know you know. That's not the Mo you know. Um, the Mo is, Mo is mer- 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 mercurial in nature. Okay? He could certainly will cry at a moment's notice. I don't know, Matt. This is, that is I don't know. Here, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a little nitpicky in your part, okay? A little nitpicky I mean, here. That's fair. This is a little nitpicky. That's Anything fair. else I think is fair. This is a little nitpicky. I think Homer teaching Lisa to be a mean girl is to make her more popular, teaching her this kind of gross social manipulation, which is what this is. But this is a real like this is just like, you know, they do this in like a pickup culture too, like negging and all that awful grossness. It's a, and you're right that if this was if there was a path to popularity, this is the one Homer would pick to teach somebody. Exactly, and like it doesn't matter the method; it's a means to an end. And I and like that's what you want, like for a plot like this, you want Homer to be he's a helicopter parent. He wants Bart and Lisa to be successful, and he wants it by any means necessary. So he teaches each and he does each of them shortcuts to get where he wants them to be, and they. I'm I don't have a problem with this. This is one of the best scenes in this episode. I don't like this is nothing. This is really wow. What what is th- again, Matt? We like what have we been complaining about for years? Like cartoonishness and over the top silliness and and no realism and no plot. This is. I mean, you're right that this is far more realistic and down to earth as those. But where is like the the social commentary or the interestingness, like the the character development, that sort of thing? Like the best we can say is this is pretty in character for Homer. Yeah, That's the best we got. Yeah, Matt, exactly. I'm trying to be positive here. Okay, we get, you know, you. It's a, it's a, it, it, it is like, you know, we're swimming. We're okay. We're in the ocean at this point. Okay, we. The Simpsons are. We're, we're a, a a luxury cruise liner. Okay, the the, the best the world had ever seen. All the things you'd ever want in a cruise liner, and more, more things you could ever need on a cruise liner, and then it started sinking, and you and me. We stayed on that ship, and Boy, we ever, and it, it it sunk lower and lower, and more and more people got off on life rafts and then waved goodbye. We never saw them again. Maybe they got rescued. We don't know. Uh, but at a certain point, the, it sank, and now you and I, we are just in the water, and most of the time we are just swimming, uh, and we're really tired, but we keep swimming. And every once in a great while, we find a piece of wreckage to cling to <laughs> for a, for a week at a time. And every once in a while, that that piece of wreckage tries to drown us even worse. And then, and then, the, and then, yeah. Sometimes it's a trick. Sometimes the wreckage is actually a shark, and it's trying to kill us. Uh, or you know, or sometimes it feels like a Simpsons creative type standing on a boat shooting at us with a pistol. <laughs> but uh, every once Zane in a while, protocol. Yeah, every once in a while we find like an old desk that has is still floating and you and I cling to it for a week and it lets us <laughs> rest for a week. And sometimes <laughs> it's not a desk. It's also mildly radioactive. It's full sometimes, of bananas. Sometimes it's not a desk. Sometimes it's just the barest float float some I don't know, the barest piece of wreckage floating. And it sinks very quickly, but it's there just for a moment. And that's what this, I, that's what I feel like this episode is. Okay. It still sinks. It doesn't keep floating on. Uh, it doesn't give us a lot of rest, but I will like, 
again, I, I am not at the point. I, I am, I don't know. I, for my own sanity, I think I have to get to the point where I don't judge this necessarily. If it's compared to this to a golden years episode, of course, this is terrible. What do you, what do you want me to say <laughs> that? Of course, but Homer teaching Lisa, these weird social manipulation cues that mean girls use just as well as adults use. And it working on the dumbest people in Springfield. Of course. Why am I supposed to be upset about this? It's fine. We literally, I, we didn't even mention Matt. I didn't mention this. We should in that scene where, uh, Homer is eating lollipops and the flavors are too bad. After he eats the lemon, his face literally like implodes. Oh God. Yeah. And Dr. Hibbert has to pull it back out of his own head. You want to talk about Looney Tunes and all that. This scene are people talking. That's all it is. Like, and like, it's Homer being Homer. It's Lisa being Lisa. Lisa going, I don't like this, Dad. I don't want to do this. And then she gets a little taste of the of the power that this using these tactics gives her. And I think you know we've seen this before in Lisa. That is what Summer Four Four Two is all about. Is about Lisa tasting popularity and going, Oh man, this is I like this. I like having friends. I mean, you're not wrong about that part of it, but I feel like the Homer part is just a little bit weird. What? Why? Well, is he too smart? Is he like what? That's the only. Like the that's the only issue I have. Well, it. I feel like Lisa and the Barflies are acting outside of character in order to go along with Homer's scheme. I feel like the Barflies, while incredibly stupid, would be honestly crankier and stupider, too stupid for this to work on. Okay, that's, man. That's my real problem. I, I want. Uh, okay, man. I don't know. Like I. I'm going to, this is a personal story, and this is what I try and compare. This is what I think of when I think of the bar flies, okay? I used to work with a guy out at uh, my old construction job, and God God almighty, the email chains that people would pass back and forth. I care. Uh, This is not some awfully toxic thing, even though there were plenty of those. This one was just... I watched this and I'm like, it got sent to me because I think they sent it to everyone because they were delighted by it. They thought, wow, this is incredible. They had it. It was a video, a little bit like maybe it might have been an embedded GIF. I don't know what it was in this email. I don't remember at this point, but it was a very clearly like I recognize this within moments like, oh, this is CGI. This is a CGI, like fun CGI. Um, Why can't I think of the name? Why am I dumb, Matt? The um. The the machine, the machine, like a a machine that that has a lot of weird, like little intricate parts that set each other off. A Rube Goldberg machine. There you go, Rube Goldberg machine. CGI Rube Goldberg animation. That's all it was. It's maybe a minute long, and I immediately went, "This is fake. This is just CGI." Every single other man in the office, adult men, Matt, (laughs) adult men. They all they had children, families. They own homes job the, the, like they were they kept this company running from day to day all of them to a man were convinced this was real and when you tell me oh this the, they sometimes the simpsons portrays this average springfieldian as too stupid i try and keep those those men in mind <laughs> okay that, that would absolutely like i yes and i also know that lenny and carl are like they have master's degrees and whatever and they're like they're supposed to be geniuses too but i don't know it, that changes from episode to episode they've they've done dumber things they've all done way dumber things this they're fine this is fine this is not the problem if you want to talk about the problems of this episode they have some this is not one of them 
Fair, fair. Okay. Anyway, we're going to move on because it's already <laughs> taking too long and probably still has to edit this episode tonight, despite the fact that he continues to disassemble. The, the podcast is more important than my time, Matt. Well, that is, that is very obviously true after all these years. Mm-hmm. So after Homer finishes teaching Lisa to be a mean girl, uh, he and Bart go to the Balsa Wood store, uh, you know, the, the hobby store. Uh, and beginning to get everything that they need for the uh, Washington Monument. But Skinner pops in to say, oh, you mean like the easiest possible model you could make? Only wusses make that, and morons make that, and blah, blah, blah. And again, realistic, but not really a Skinner thing to do. Uh, he would be at a hobby store, but I just doesn't feel like Skinner would be making fun of them for trying to do this. But basically... Everyone in the store, Mean Girls, Homer, and Bart, until they pick the hardest model to make, Westminster Abbey. Again, not out of balsa wood, just the kind of model you buy off the shelf and construct yourself. So, don't know if it would even be allowed in the contest, but whatever. Uh, and then, as they leave, Homer can't actually get out because he's too stupid, so he breaks one of the windows and limbos out. Okay, Matt, that's... You're... It is a gag that, that that is a gag that all he is literally what he says is all you have to do is follow the directions. Right. And he goes to the door and it says push and he tries to pull it open. And it won't open. So he breaks the glass and, and limbos out and sneaks out. The gag is he can't follow directions. OK, don't I, I get that. Well, you got to think it is them. OK, it's not funny, but they tried. OK, I'm just you're just acting like they, the gag is that Homer's too stupid to open the door. No, they set it up. There's okay. a setup okay. there. Okay. And, okay, I'm not allowed. I'm just, you got to give him, we can't, you can't just cut him off of the knees. You got to be fair. I can't correct. believe I'm defending correct. the Simpsons in season 20 a, now. It is this a is, very unfunny attempt at a gag. And I know, I also, I, I don't know what, ha- what has happened to Skinner. That is the thing I do want to talk. Like, what is going on with Skinner? Who? What is he anymore? Uh, they use him anytime they need a an adult uptight nerd who's not Professor Frank or comic book guy. Like, you so want to talk about a middle of the road? You want to talk about flannerization? What about the Skinnerization? Like, Skinner is yeah. fallen just as far. Like, he used to be a really interesting character, and they've just taken it to like nothing where he's just like and he does like and he's also like this representative of like when he's not being a principal, he does other jobs like. Being a principal doesn't because pay being a well principal enough. Doesn't pay enough. Although I thought principals made okay money. I thought. Well, Robbie, principals don't make good money like cops don't make good money. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down, Matt. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this uh, with Homer getting out through the broken window is the end of this act, and we go to a commercial. We come back in 15 minutes and three seconds with Homer throwing. Uh, well, Homer, I guess, and Lisa throwing a party. It is a cell phone decorating party. March, the boy and I will be making Westminster Abbey. Blabby's going to build an abbey. Groovy. But first, as part of Operation Popularity, Lisa and I are hosting a decorate-your-own-cell-phone party in the backyard. <gasps> Brittany and Caitlin are here. Where's my spray-on tan? <laughs> and poison! Oh, why do I always read the labels after? <clears throat> Ladies, we've got it all. Rhinestones, stickers, tassels, everything to make those $100 phones look like $5 toys. Lisa, this party is twisted. You're fierce. <laughs> I've never been called fierce before. Strident, hectoring has been tossed around. Let me take a picture of you for my cell phone. I'll put you on my desktop. I'm going to make you my friend on Facebook. Please confirm. Confirm. Ah! <laughs> 
I am such a great parent to both my kids. Hello, little girl. Who do you belong to? Robbie, I'm going to admit something to you. <laughs> the hectoring line got me. I, I liked <laughs> I like that too, man. When I she liked, started listening to things she has been called, I did laugh. I liked strident and hectoring. I feel like those are <laughs> words that Lisa would use to describe herself and also be honest about and, and, and admitting that she's that someone has described her like that. I don't know who described her as strident. Maybe herself? <laughs> yeah, don't... probably. Uh, or, or a teacher that didn't like her attitude. You're very strident, Lisa. Backward. This is one of those un insults. Um, you want to have here criticism, more criticism of this episode. Marge is just Marge, and now has a sauna, so she's on drugs. That's effectively how they write Marge in this whole episode. Yeah. Is that she's drugged? If, if you're ever relaxed, it's just like being on drugs. And like, no, just because you sat in a sauna for a long time does not make you not care about the world anymore. You just get uh, you have slightly less stress. Um. And like here's the balance. Homer doing his best to throw this cell phone party has, but he also forgets that Maggie is his child. But also they yeah. they've written this gag a billion times. Homer has forgotten about Maggie a million times. Uh, so that's not I don't that's kind of crazy to me. Um, so we cut to Bart. So we have Lisa. So here's the and the other half of this is Bart. Bart is working on the Abbey, building it himself as he should. And I think that again, this episode could be good if the inciting incident didn't take seven minutes that that is ultimately that is what i've the conclusion i come to is this episode could be good because the the core elements are there you know lisa turning into a mean girl and bart trying you know his best because homer wants him to and like that's an interesting element like oh if you let bart you give bart some motivation and like the the idea like maybe you know someone can, he can be inspired to be a better kid what could happen but there's just not enough time they do not have enough time to develop these either of these plots these plots needed those seven minutes because you need more growth you need a couple more steps of development in each of them um but they kind of just rush straight to the end here um because bart is making westminster abbey and homer stops him homer says Oh, uh, come on, Bart. You're not going to do well. You're not going to win the contest unless I make the, the model. Um, and he pushes Bart aside, makes him back off, makes him back off even further. And Bart, and this is like even this moment, Matt, I'll say this. This is even a little sad. Like Bart asks Homer, like, can I just watch and learn? And I was like, no, you should back off more. And you're like, oh, man, that's that's that's, that's awful. Homer's got this helicopter parent thing down. I know. But like, and then like. If that was developed, that would be a really powerful moment. Unfortunately, it's kind of just they do not. They, you know, this started building seven minutes ago. And if it had an additional couple extra minutes of development of giving us a little bit more gradual growth into this shape, I think it'd be really good. Um, but instead, Homer is left alone building Westminster Abbey into the night, eventually falls asleep building the model and has a dream of himself inside Westminster Abbey. Oh, that's not Henry the seventh. It's Henry the sixth. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Homer, don't give up till you finish my dear Abbey. Jeffrey Chaucer, what are you doing here? Well, I'm buried here. And I want to tell you, you're right to do all Bart's work for him. It's the best thing for the boy. That's terrible advice. And of Cleves. 
What you do for your son, he'll never learn to do for himself. Ooh, and where is this delightful boy? Oscar Wilde? Omar, there are only two tragedies in life. One is not getting what one wants, and the other is getting it. But that makes no sense. Experience is simply the name we give to our mistakes. Shut up! These days, man knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. Whatever happened to Boo? Whatever did happen to Boo, Robbie? I mean, it's it's a reasonable thing to ask a ghost that is very loquacious. Um, now, Matt, I have a question. You called this of... I had to write actually what happens in this dream so we can actually do our job. Because you, all you wrote in our show notes was a very stupid dream. Indeed. I need... Come on. Why? Why do you think this is stupid? I'll, Robbie, I think we talked about this before. I don't like dream sequences. I think they're just excuses to be more cartoony than necessary. Uh, and this is absolutely what's happening here. Homer has to learn this and he gets some ghosts to not actually teach him the lesson. Like the, you get one line from Jeffrey Chaucer saying, Oh, Homer, it's good what you're doing. One line from Anna Fleas, no, what you're doing is bad. And then Oscar Wilde acting weird. Like, I would probably say 75 to 80% of this dream is taken up by just wacky hijinks that they can't get away with in a normal episode because it's too cartoony, even though Homer already breathes fire like Godzilla in this episode. I, I don't... You, you, well, one, you act like Oscar Wilde acting weird is is out of character for Oscar Wilde. Okay, that's okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's Oscar Wilde was Oscar Wilde would do. He, he was a complete lunatic in real life. Uh, it, um also like very brilliant uh writer um so i i'm i'm partial to this largely because yeah you i i don't mind dream sequences i often do like them um i i don't think this is perfect by any means but it's fun and like i again it's it does should it be advancing plot in some way should it be teaching homer a lesson yes of course but calling it very stupid in an, in an episode where Homer breathes fire like Godzilla and his face gets sucked in because he eats a lemon lollipop and Marge is on drugs because she uses a sauna. Uh, you're being a little hard, man. You're being a little harsh. Okay. Okay. Be a little you're, rough. you're fair. Yeah, that's fair. That was a little harsh. I just, I saw this, this dream sequence and I thought, this is so dumb. Like you had one line or you had two lines total that set up the conflict that this dream is supposed to resolve and it just does it. The, it ends with Homer crushing the Abbey, and that's that's what you get from the dream. It's just yes, Homer. We Homer. We 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 cut to back to Homer living out this dream in real life, and what he's doing is crushing the model with his bare hands and destroying what the work he's done. Uh, and then with that, we go to commercial. Seventeen minutes and forty-two seconds. Yes, very short third act today. Only about two and a half minutes. That's every. So, the, the, they're all. The, I I think they they they've realized that they can do that, Matt. I don't. They can change up. The, <laughs> they can change. I think they realize they're like, oh, we can do that. They realize that. Oh, all we had to do is say, "Well, it used to be Act three and split it up in half, so they'll each just be Act three and four. Will be two and a half minutes. We can get an extra commercial in there. How perfect! I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we come back and we are at the model building contest. Homer has destroyed the model, uh, but Bart has taken it anyway because we don't have time for any type of uh, resolution there. But luckily for uh, Bart. Uh, uh, Superintendent Chalmers is the judge here, and he sees what's going on with the other children having absolutely perfectly made representations of historical buildings, and Bart, not so much. Winner! 
These models are clearly the work of meddling parents. The only entry that repels my eye enough to be constructed by a student is this one. Congratulations, son. At least you followed the rules. Yes! Yes! In your face, losers! This helicopter is taking off! No! Stop the hovering! I didn't make this terrible model. My dad did. <gasps> Why can't you guys let us do things for ourselves? In the words of Oscar Wilde, experience is simply the name we give to our mistakes. I saw him too, Dad. I'm sorry. I got carried away. From now on, the only thing I'll ever do for you is co-sign if you want a gun. At least I made Lisa popular. I hate this. Woo! I'm sorry, Dad. These girls are nice on the surface, but it's hard work staying this shallow. I hope you understand. Yeah, it's clear to me now. The best thing I can do as a parent is simply check out. No, there's a middle ground. Lisa, the light bulb is either on or it's off. Not if you use a dimmer switch. That's what the dimmer switch companies want you to think. So this is the resolution to our two <laughs> subplots of the Homer plot. Uh, Bart gives up and says, uh, and says he's going back to his normal self. Homer also gives up and says, okay, fine, I'll just leave you alone. Uh, and Homer says the same thing about Lisa. He's just going to not try anymore. And we're back to the status quo because, you know, reasons, I guess. That's it. Reasons. It's so rushed. No, no particular action. <laughs> Nothing really happens. It's just Lisa gets tired of it and Bart gets tired of it and we're back to normal. Again, this could be good, but it's rushed. Because they spent all they lollygagged there for seven minutes, you know. It just took forever Which to get to a point. Yes. I really just wanted a speech along the lines of, "Hey Homer, your half-assed overparenting or half underparenting was a lot better than your half-assed overparenting." Done. That's all I needed. I mean, that's that. Like, see, like the problem is, Matt, you have to build. To you, if you have a satisfactory emotional uh, beats that in your story where you have both Bart and Lisa do the right thing. And this is what I would uh, like. This feels like the layup to me is you just say, well, and Homer goes, Oh no, I failed. You have Bart lose the model contest and Lisa's now she's unpopular again. And Bart and Homer goes, Oh, I failed. You're going to be failures as children. And Lisa very aptly smartly as she would, would go, well, actually dad, the reason you're actually doing okay as a parent is because we both ended up doing the right thing in the end. You raised two children who are smart and honest, and in the end, we'll do the right thing. And then you can have the funny joke about the half-assed overparenting or whatever. Like that. Like that's the thing. You have you you hit the hit us. You hit with the the sweet and the treacle, and then you wipe it away with a little bit of cynical humor. Yeah, what I really needed was more of Bart and Elise's input into what is going on. They, they don't even really get to react to Homer's helicopter parenting. Uh, you get Homer pushing Bart away with a whole model thing, and you get Lisa here at the end being sad. And that's it. You don't get them not enjoying what Homer is doing. You don't get to see them. You get to see them, Bart acting like he is on drugs at the beginning of the episode and barely doing anything. And then all of a sudden here, he's like, no, I'm going to come out and, you know, be honest and intelligent and loquacious. And Lisa's saying, no, I don't like being shallow. And that's it. You don't get to see them, you know, not enjoying what Homer is doing with them for most of the episode. Like, it was, so the new episode this week uh, was about Marge getting a job as an event producer, uh, or not an event producer, a uh, segment producer on a TV show. And we got to see Marge's arc. 
of enjoying her new job, realizing the bad parts of her job, and then ending the job. I would have liked to see Bart and Lisa have time with that. With, oh, this this new helicopter parent for Homer, this is great. I'm having a great time with this, and then realize how bad it is. But that would have required a lot of time that's not spent with people juggling uh, them and Homer <laughs> and his super taste buds and the cafeteria food. Yeah, it's it's not well managed, man. I and I like here. If you can ask me straight up, would I trade those few laughs I had in the first act for development of character? Yes, of course I would. You know me. That's what I like more. I like what if you ask me if I like one or the other, I'm going to tell you. I like that. I would rather prefer the story first and then add the jokes in later. Um, but I don't get to choose that. Unfortunately, we do not. But sorry, uh, going back to the actual episode, at the end of this, uh, Homer is downtrodden. Uh, so Marge cheers him up by revealing the sauna to him in which they have a time just the two of them. And as the steam creeps in, we see them drop the towels and have a little fun. And that is the end. We get an acapella performance of the theme uh, over, over the, the, end, the, uh, over the right. end credits. Um, and, and like that's and like that's fine for the you know secret sauna bit. That's like fine. I don't mind that. But again, it is this. They do it a lot where they're just like, well, we have an ending and we didn't really develop it all the way, but. We don't want to have. To, obviously, we can't acknowledge that this is kind of un, this feels very kind of unsatisfying. So we just kind of do it anyway. And that's you know that that seems it's what they've done now for multiple seasons. Oh, you know that we just get these kind of schmarmy endings, but there's not because they didn't develop it and build it correctly. It kind of feels unsatisfactory. You're just like uh, I mean that that would like this ending fits in right in with any golden years episode right like any episode you could have homer being upset at the end and marge comforting him by hey look we have this sauna i also like the idea that homer would lay in the old mattress that the dog uses for comfort i don't know why i did appreciate that. <laughs> you know what that i did smile at that you're right you're right because that absolutely makes sense that's the end of the episode uh we'll rank it at the end of the show robbie is this episode broken no, I don't think it is. I don't think it is, no, Matt. Are you going to argue I, with me? No, I'm not, because you are right about what is good about this episode. This episode has a lot of potential that I think is mostly squandered by the first act being seven and a half minutes of nothing. Yeah. I I mean, like, there's a couple... Of, I, I'm, I'm pretty honest about when I laughed, but if you ask me straight up, like, will you trade those first seven minutes t- t- for plot development? Yes, I would, because it would make this make the story go and you could fit in jokes find new jokes like that's the thing you don't have to when you write a joke you could just write you can always write new jokes and i think sometimes i don't know there's a there's there's this combination of like oh well we have these jokes and we don't have enough time to write a full episode because we have to make 20 plus episodes a season and we're not going to work you know 80 hour weeks or 100 hour weeks like we did in the golden years so we're going to push it out let it go. This is we're done. It's done as it's going to get. And then you just, you know, hope for the best. And I think, you know, they had, Oh, we had jokes. And I feel like it's not that this episode is any better constructed than many of the other episodes we've watched this season or the past few. It's just, it's just luck. It's just happenstance that the jokes, some of the jokes they wrote in it happen to be ones I like. And as you know, you roll the dice enough times. You roll, you roll your nat 20 once in a while. <laughs> you can roll a couple every of, once in a while. Yeah. I mean, you might even roll a few in a row. 
It's not impossible, statistically. You might roll during stupid encounters that don't matter, such as in this episode. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, why did I roll a nat 20 on my, my when I was insight checking a tree? It doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> I was struggling to come up with something that stupid, but Robbie, you just, you knocked it out of the park. With I'm, <laughs> you know, I've been DM, DMing a campaign now for th- three years and <laughs> it's not, there's, it's not a, there's, there's, there's a lot of circumstances where you're like, people roll really well and it's just like the dumbest thing. I, I want to knock down this door. You don't need it. You don't need to roll for it. I roll anyway. You're like, oh, nat twenty. Well, good job. You knocked on the door. <laughs> you know exactly what this tree is about. Yeah, you're you. This tree is not lying. Um, <laughs> it's not talking either, but it's not lying. You can plant. You can talk with plants. The druid can talk to plants. Okay. Oh, that kind of thing. Okay. Sorry, I just thought they wanted more information about the tree, so they rolled insight to be like, what no. kind of tree is this? No, 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 no. Um. I could bring up a lot. I don't think this episode's broken. I, I it does not cross the threshold to me. Um, is it good? No, I don't think it's a good episode. I don't hate it though, and I think that's when I mean it. Like I will tell you, when I I on the record I've said, well, I hate this episode. I hate this. I hate this. I don't hate this. It's fine. It's nothing. It's bad, but there's a lot of bad Simpsons at this point. I'm trying not to get for my own mental health. I'm trying not to be too upset. Uh. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments and News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the News Group is when I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, supporters at any level can leave their review of a Simpsons episode as we watch them. I put out a call every Monday, um, right in the early in the morning, and you leave your review, and I'll read it on the air. First from Derek, convoluted and dumb inciting incident gets us to a main story that says nothing and does nothing. There's no humor, no cleverness, really anything of note with a B-plot that is nonsensical, but so wholly disposable that it doesn't even warrant this brief mention. This is like a blueprint for the average HD era episode going forward. Uh, from Tim. First, I was really worried. What with the opening featuring Peak, Jerk Homer collaborating with Bart and Lisa to be really mean at the carnival. Didn't help that Sexvert Mo made a return. On the other hand, I'm glad that a lot of the secondary school children were for once given some additional character traits, i.e. Janie's hat. The kid, re- kid reciting state capitals in alphabetical order struck too close to home. We had a trivia question very recently based on that concept, a question that one participant took extremely seriously. So I wonder if you grew up with helicopter parents. To say, do you have helicopter parent Homer make the least bit of sense? No, although it does rise above there being a sauna in the Simpson household. Walked away thinking, was this better than last week's episode? With the answer being yes. I'll call this the new number 351, but it could be fixed with a more earnest attempt at portraying Homer as suddenly caring and not canon. Uh, from JJ, I knew this one was going to be extra terrible when less than two minutes in, Homer started breathing fire on Bart. They're so adept at writing Homer now that even when his heart's in the right place, he's still aggressively obnoxious. I know this is a labored point, but nothing Homer does in this episode is recognizable as human behavior. <laughs> there are so many moments which when we go, what? The sauna, the tongue stuff, the mayonnaise gag. Oh, Matt, we forgot the mayonnaise gag. That's another huge, huge negative. At a certain no. point, Homer treats, he eats an entire jar of mayonnaise like uh, Popeye. You know, he does, Popeye does the spinach bit and Homer does the mayonnaise bit with it. The same idea. But Homer instead just gets real sick. I'm a, and you're not going to find a bigger defender of mayonnaise than me. I love mayonnaise. 
I don't love a, huge, a whole jar of mayonnaise. That's okay. We're not. Mayonnaise is only good in very small quantities. I okay, Matt. What did I just say? <laughs> that you're a mayo apologist. I am not a mayo apologist. I'm a mayo lover. Okay, I a love mayonnaise. I use mayonnaise as a condiment on most things. I prefer it over any other condiment on earth. You ask me to pick one, I'm picking mayonnaise every time. But I'm not still not eating a whole jar of mayonnaise. Oh my god. No. Um, Homer making helicopter Even noises. Even a spoonful of mayonnaise. I've done that. Oh. Well, now I can never be in the same room as you again. Congratulations. <laughs> you watched me eat way more disgusting things. We had milkshakes. <laughs> oh, no, no. The milkshake was nothing compared to moon waffles, which are still better than the lawnmowers. Oh, the lawnmowers were definitely the worst. God, like, I want to die. They were so bad. Uh, continuing with JJ's answer, Homer making helicopter noises and forgetting who Maggie is. Who are these jokes for? Five-year-olds? There's no consistent theme. It takes forever to get to the plot. Any potential there is in doing an episode about helicopter parents is completely squandered. Some bad episodes are offensive. Some are bland. This is just embarrassing. Uh, finally from Dara. Is this the biggest example of Family Guy's popularity impacting The Simpsons? Everyone is unlikable. Looney Tunes humor, even death in the couch gag. Sigh, I'm going to go watch the Cleveland show to remember it could be worse. Dara, don't do that to yourself. You don't need to don't watch do it. You, don't do it. You don't need to watch the Cleveland show. Okay. I, regardless of what you feel about this episode. Or Family Guy, for that matter. You don't. No one needs to watch the Cleveland Show. It's not. No one. Please don't. We, we, even even Fox and Seth MacFarlane pretend like it doesn't exist. Okay? They they you know I I'm not gonna I'm not a hugest defender of Seth MacFarlane, but in this point I'd be like smart move Seth. Just move on. You just leave it behind. Don't forget about it. Let it let it go. Let the past be the past. Uh, that's it. You can leave a review. Again, I say this on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite Anne Hathaway movie? Appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Dara. Get smart. Though I was fully ready to say 13 going on 30 before realizing that was Jennifer Gardner. I mean, same diff. Hey! <laughs> I knew that would get you. Those are different. Right. They're different ladies. They're very different ladies. I know. I know. I like them both, but they're very good at different things. Uh, from Andy, this is a tie between Valentine's Day and The Intern. Really? The Intern? I, I, I don't know what Valentine's Day is, but I saw all the commercials for The Intern, and I just, if you say so, Andy, if you say so. Uh, from Derek, I'm going to say Ocean's 8, because even though I thought the film was a bit crap, I still remember the day I went to see it so well. It was the summer of 2018, and it would be, wouldn't be long before I'd have to go and live for a year on my own in France as part of my degree. I was the most non-independent, immature 21-year-old, so I was cherishing every moment at home. I remember I made dinner, watched Home of the Vigilante with me ma, and then, because she had preview tickets, went to see Ocean's 8 at the cinema, and it's just a nice memory regardless of the film's quality. Plus, it's still better than the good, the sad, and the druggly. Ooh, that is definitely true. <laughs> it would be hard to be worse than that, really. Uh, from Tim, uh, deferring to the missus, as I, I can't honestly say I've seen a single one, she votes for The Devil Wears Prada. I have seen her on SNL a couple of times and associate her most with the episode which introduced me to Florence and the Machine. Good things come from weird places. Uh, from Matt H. Castle 9 I'm going to have to say the 2020 The Witches remake. I forget the name, but Hathaway plays the ruler of all the witches. The movie itself isn't that good, but it is some form of adaptation for probably the best children's writer of all time, so that's got to count for something. Fair. 
from Matt Hippie 200. The only movie I've seen her in is Ocean's 8. So I'm going to say Ocean's 8. It's actually a pretty entertaining film. Not some artsy masterpiece, but completely fulfills its purpose. Uh, from at, a, at Rachel Journeys, not a movie, but she was excellent in her episode of Modern Love. It's a beautiful portrayal of a woman navigating life with bipolar disorder. Wincy Tyler Bernstein is also excellent as a supportive coworker. Some episodes are better than others, but this one shines. I am not familiar with Modern Love. Robbie, are you? Nope. Huh, interesting. Name I of the Witches remake is The Witches. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, not finally, uh, from at 138-bit... Uh, <laughs> Since I've never seen a movie she has been in, I'm going to say The Devil Wears Prada because I like the band The Devil Wears Prada. Good enough reason for us. And finally, uh, from that MLB things, Interstellar, which I forgot she was in. Robbie, what is your answer? My answer is, I typically we ask favorite. We don't say best. We say favorite. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing that she's in is The Dark Knight Rises. Because it is the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is, yes, she's in that movie. Uh, she plays Catwoman. Um, I, I'm, I, I like the Nolan Batman movies a lot. <laughs> and I, I like Dark Knight Rises <laughs> a lot. It's my, it's my, it is also like, she's in a lot of mostly very heavy, serious films. Uh, I, would, I, I can rewatch The Dark Knight Rises without a lot of uh, damage on my psyche or feeling really bummed out. Now, if you ask me the best movie she's in, I would say Brokeback Mountain. Uh, but I don't really want to watch Brokeback Mountain many, very often because <laughs> it's really, really sad. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I would also venture to say, Matt, that Anne Hathaway has a long career ahead of her and she's probably going to make a lot more great movies. I'm here. This is my true Honestly, answer. Yeah. Matt, I'm going to here. Okay. Let's say, what's your answer, Matt? What's your answer? My answer is Ocean's 8 because it's a heist movie and that wins above all other types of movies forever and ever. Uh, but go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm a little bit surprised no one says the Les, Mis, the, the Les Mis movie. No one, she's in the Les Mis movie and no one says it. I mean, she is, but her part is very small. And also her singing, well, I know she has a pretty good voice, is not that great. It's not Russell Crowe bad, but it's not great. You mean Russell Crowe, star of Les Mis? <laughs> <coughs> Yes, Russell Crowe, the star of Les Mis. Then when the end of the movie, when he throws himself off the bridge, everyone cheered. Yes, Spoilers, Matt, spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers for a book written in the uh, early 1800s, I believe. Yeah, I would, would, you know what, Matt, I really like Russell Crowe in Les Mis because it makes me uh, realize that I could be in a musical. (laughs) Fair. Fair. I could. I'm not a good. I'm. I'm okay. I can carry a tune. I'm like a six, as a singer. I mean, you're right there with Russell Crowe. Exactly. I'm as good as Russell Crowe at singing. You could. You could be the bad guy in a musical. Like you're not. Not like the main bad guy, but like the the bad guy's henchman who gets to sing a few lines. No, see, that's not. I want to be the main bad guy, man. And I want to. Then I. Robbie. I don't know if you realize this, but a lot of musicals, the bad guys' songs are the best ones. I mean, be prepared. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. You and Jeremy Irons can uh, go head to head and we'll see who uh, gets to be the bad guy in the next musical. I love Jeremy Irons. He's great. Who doesn't? I'm sure someone some someone doesn't like Jeremy Irons. Uh, next week's question. Who? What is your favorite movie about parenting? Ooh. Leave that up to your interpretation. Let you decide what that means and probably means we'll get five answers. But that's OK. I don't care anymore. <laughs> 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 I put the questions I like. 
Indeed. So that's the next week's question. Favorite movie about parenting? I'll post it on our social media, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us to Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. And it's on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. And I post it publicly so anyone can see it and, and comment there. And it's very easy. If you're asking me where I'd like you to comment, do it there. But again, I'm not going to, you don't need to log into a place you don't like. I wish Facebook wasn't terrible because I would, we would still have a Facebook account. But sorry, Zuck doesn't like us. Oh, shucks. Shucks. Do people still go to Facebook? I, uh, I mean, yes, Matt. I advertise my books on there. That is the only reason I ever Those go to people. Facebook. And people do click. I The amount of money I spend on my Facebook advertisement tells me, yes, people still work. <laughs> people still use Facebook. Wow, that is blows my mind. Like I can't imagine anyone going to Facebook on purpose. A lot of older women click on my ads. I mean, that's, that's be perfect, all it's I mean, be Facebook, perfectly really. honest. Not the only people, okay? I get all ages, but by far the largest if you want to get it. You're buy. telling me somebody under the age of 30 has clicked on your book link from Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Like those poor kids. I want to qualify someone who's under 30 as a kid. <laughs> I feel like that's a little disrespectful. Robbie, Robbie, I'm 39, okay? If you're under 30, you were a child. Just because you can run a car on your own doesn't mean you're an adult. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge observer Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt has a four-point lead on me this season after I explicitly told Matt to not do that last last week. He did it anyway. I'm going to say something, Robbie. This week, it's pretty dang easy. Watch me get no points. I'm already predicting it. This is what happens. Whenever Matt says easy questions, I go, I get zero. I strike out. (laughs) I'm so stupid. Okay, Matt, you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. In Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy, Grandpa and Homer sell what? Uh, Simpsons isn't revitalizing tonic. It's it's a sex aid. Thank you. I mean, you could. I, I did not need the precise... Oh, okay. Description, okay. but you know, I thought for sure for this episode you would do. Uh, since we did the Marge got a job episode for our new episode review, that you would have done Marge gets a job. So I didn't do that, and now I'm kicking myself because that would have been way more fun. <sighs> it's anyway, the, Grandpa versus sexual inadequacy is the source of half-assed overparenting versus half-assed underparenting. Matt, that's that's why I picked. Oh, up. is that tr- okay? Okay. Yes. Well, there you go. There yeah. You go. All right. Your question. Your easy question. Why does Marge go to prison in Marge and Jane's? Uh, shoplifting. You are correct. She accidentally steals was a, a bottle of bourbon, right? Colonel Quickie Mart's yeah. Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> that can't be good. That cannot be a good bourbon. Nope. I, don't, I don't know. There's a lot of bourbons you think would not be good that are from like store, like Costco bourbon. Kirkland bourbon is pretty good. Yeah, but Kirkland stuff is usually like rebranded some other company's stuff. Like there, I'm sure there are a lot of. If Walmart came out with a bourbon, I don't think you should drink that. (laughs) People drink a lot. People drink a lot worse things than Walmart bourbon. Um, Your medium question, Matt. Good Time Slim, Uncle Doobie, and the Great Frisco Freakout, starring Troy McClure, came out in what year? Oh, okay. I'm gonna say 1973. I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, dang. it's 1971. 71. Oh, man. 
All right, fine, fine, fine. All right, your medium question. After Lionel Hutz loses Marge's case, what's the next case on the docket? I want to say it is against Lionel Hutz for something. He's on trial. Uh, he's the defendant. I don't remember his crime. I think it is something stupid. Uh, <laughs> parking tickets? Parking tickets. Uh, I'm sorry, Robbie. It is Lionel Hutz versus the National Council of Churches. <laughs> ah, okay. That's fair. All right. Your hard question, Matt. What is the day's special at books, books, and additional books? What's the, the day's special? They have a sign out. There's a big oh, they, they go to oh, bookstore. It's yes, books, books, and yes, additional books. There's is, a sign outside. Um, what does it say? The day's special. Oh, gosh. It is. Um, it's somebody's books, like a price by the pound. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It is. Uh, I'm going to say Noam Chomsky, a dollar a pound. Is Michner a dollar ninety nine? Oh dang! You got you got the right direction. It's not bad. All right, all right, all right. All right. Your hard question: How much is the bake sale short to purchase the statue of Abraham Lincoln? It is the exact amount Marge would bring in with her with her with her what, pecan sandies. I forget the. I think that's lemon square or marshmallow squares. Marshmallow, marshmallow squares. squares. Okay, I, I I wasn't sure. Is there a pecan sandies in another Simpsons episode? I feel like that is a, a dessert they feature. So. I don't remember. Maybe I just like pecan sandies. I do like. They them. are quite. I, delicious. I do like pecan sandies. It's an American Dad joke on multiple occasions. I know that much. I watch very little American Dad. Um, the amount of money is two hundred and seventy dollars. I'm sorry, but it's fifteen dollars. Oh. Marge only mid nineties. Remember, you could make two hundred dollars. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I don't know, like, I just, I go, like, I was trying to think of, like, I go to the farmers market, and I see a table selling cookies, and I guarantee you that one of the, like, I we bought cookies at the farmers market a few weeks ago. I remember distinctly, like, they had, they probably raked in so much money. Yes. Well, this was thirty plus years ago. <laughs> I realize that it's a town bake sale. It's not a. It's not a city farmers market in the middle of like, it's like a bougie farmers market in Austin. So it's gonna be expensive. Ah, fifteen dollars. No one wants to just put up the fifteen bucks so they can get the. Apparently not. I think I, I was wondering. I was like, uh, you guys should just ask around. Everyone empty their pockets. You probably find more than fifteen bucks. Yeah, someone can just throw in a twenty. Um. Matt and I stay tied today, one-to-one, one, but Matt is still four points up on me over the season. We're almost through. We're, we're getting here to the end, Matt. We only have three more episodes to go. Um, so I am running out of time. I need to improve my lot. might have to call in some help. Unfortunately, Ooh, oh every no. time I, I do that, that. it only hurts me. I have literally never <laughs> been helped by the help. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. All right, Matt. Let's let's go down. I'm gonna say this is scroll down, but not too far. This is better than the good, the sad, and the druggly. For sure. I think it's better than that, uh, which is at 351 from from last week. Um, Millhouse of Sand and Fog. I believe that is the that is the Kirk and Luann get back together episode, I think. 
Is that what I'm thinking of? That uh, sounds right. I'm. I just lose. I lose. I lost the Saint and Fog. No, that's when. The, yeah, they do get back together. Yes, but then there's also like someone thinks that Marge is cheating with Kirk or something, or, or Braun mm-hmm. Kirk's Bart confesses to Marge that he left the Braun Kirk's bed. Yeah, I, whatever. This is all stupid. Oh, that's right. The whole thing is so stupid. Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, very that's dumb. Um, it's a very low bar. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm looking at it even further up uh, because you you convinced me of, of uh, how decent this is. Um, <laughs> the Wife Aquatic. Was that the Manatee episode or am I thinking of something else? The Wife Aquatic. Uh, I don't remember. No, it's not the Manatee episode. Okay. It is not that. This That is the Perfect Storm parody. That oh, is the Wife Aquatic. Yeah. Which I, uh, I think Wife Aquatic... I think Wife Aquatic is better. I think Wife Aquatic is yeah, better as a whole. Um, I think we're in the right area, though. I because I we are. Cause... I haven't really mentioned. I didn't mention this at the point. This episode feels, in a lot of ways, like a Scully Years episode to me. Um, but what are the better Scully Years episodes where it was like, oh, you know, Scully only had influence on half the episode? I I mean, it's just it's more about just the craziness. Like this episode is just full of insanity. It has like a very manic energy to it, which I kind of think about when I think of the Scellyers for good and for ill. It has that kind of feeling. Um, I think Wife Aquatic is better than this. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I laughed a few times at this. I think there are elements of it that if it was developed, it would work better. Ultimately, this episode is okay, ter- not good, something I don't hate. <laughs> I would watch it again. I think that's like that's the, the lowest bar you could possibly clear, and it is what it does. It's like I would watch this episode again. I think that puts it. I think it is better than Bart versus Lisa versus the third grade, which is number three thirty nine. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Apocalypse Cow. I think it's better than Apocalypse Cow. I don't remember what Apocalypse is, Cow is, Matt. That's the one where Bart gets into four H, raises the cow, and then they have to break it out, and Homer gets sent through a slaughterhouse. Oh. God, yeah, this is better than that. This is better than Apocalypse yeah. Cow. So Helter Shelter, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Helter Shelter is the episode where Marge and Lisa murder a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Speaking of, the, that. speaking of the Scully years, <laughs> season, season 14, I think that's, is there, or is that Al Jean? Are we, is Al Jean 14? I always forget. I don't remember. I forget when Scully, the Scully years, Simpsons, Showrunners. Yeah, that was Al Jean. Never mind. It was not a Scully here episode. <laughs> that was that's all firmly Mr. Gene. Um although it's it feels like a Scully. That's the strangest thing. Um okay, so better than Helter Shelter. Helter Shelter, I feel like, is a very similar episode it in that it is very very zany. Um a lot of it's gag heavy, not serious at all. There's no it's not a serious episode. They go on a fake reality show. That's that episode, right? I'm not making this up. Uh, yes, I believe you're correct. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Which is better? I mean, I think this is better because I think that is a really stupid episode. But Helter Shelter is very dumb, but I do remember thinking it's... It, there are some jokes in the 1895 challenge. Like, the that putting the Simpsons in that time period... There are some good solid gags, I think, that they make. It starts to fall apart at the end. But I think there are some solid gags. I think that I still... I think you're right, Matt. I think this is better. I think this is... It has some... 
potential that doesn't get realized, but is there. And maybe people who have watched this episode are listening to me going, Robbie, what's happened? You used to yell and rant and hate. What happened to your hate? <laughs> Robbie got a rainbow was butt today, guys. I don't know what it was. I'm not even... I don't know. I don't think like I'm kind of stressed out. I got a lot to do today and for to get ready for tomorrow. But I'm, but I'm, I don't know. I, I, I don't, you don't fake laughter. I laughed. Um, that isn't, that's not a trick. So that is a new number. Where are we? Three, 36. Father knows worse. Right below the wife aquatic, right above health or shelter. New number 145 on the post golden years ranking. Um, Still number one, Homer's enemy. Still last place is Codependence Day. Probably will be down. We'll we'll be there for. Uh, I don't know. We we see. I'm never gonna say never, Matt. Okay, I don't think anything will see anything worse than Codependence Day, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. True. I mean, neither of us have really watched the the season, the 20 seasons uh, that closely. So maybe, maybe it's quite quite possible. Um. We're not done, though. We're almost done. We got one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I'm going to be... I'm, uh, this might be controversial, Matt. This might be controversial. It might be, but I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, it stays in the cannon. There's I, really no reason I not say, to. I say yes. I say it stays, yeah. I think there's enough in it to keep it there. I, I don't. There is. There are a lot of eye rolls. I rolled my eyes so much during this. Your your dream sequence. <laughs> I. But there is a core of a decent episode in there. I think it's not necessarily. When I again, I think people sometimes take this the wrong way. When we say, "Is that part of the canon?" I don't mean literally the continuity of the Simpsons. I mean, is there anything in it that is worthy of uh, of recommending to watch? Like, oh, you should see this episode because of this thing in it. Not necessarily oh, the whole episode. Yeah, Homer breathes fire like Godzilla. Homer's face gets sucked in by lemons. But there are things in it that I think are interesting, I I think that are fun, and are worthy of recommendation. I Like, if someone asked me to watch this episode, I'm like, yeah, I give them some caveats, but at the end of the day, I'm like, it's not bad. You can watch it. It'd be okay. No, it, you might laugh once or twice. You'll probably roll your eyes a whole lot. and But you won't hate yourself for having spent the time watching it. Or maybe you will. Much. I don't know. I'm not. Or maybe your, you will. You know. I'm not. I'm not your dad. As we saw from uh, uh, our our readers' reactions or yeah, our listeners' I, reactions. Uh, I, either way, it's again, like I said, I, we made the point about you roll the die enough times. There's also episodes that we hated that our the the patrons they liked, or at least appreciated to a certain extent, and I think that's just individual tastes. Uh, we are going to answer that question about the same about every episode. We're working our way down from the top. Uh, we are currently at number one eleven on our list, which is Camp Krusty. Uh, yes, of course it stays. In the camp. Obviously, camp, yes. This is Camp Krusty. Is, there is literally another episode that is based off of this episode that is a direct sequel to it. Let's not talk about Camp Krusty or Matt. Yeah, I don't. That's not. It's not. We'll get there eventually. We'll get there. It's not. I don't. Uh, don't. I'll have a rant when we get there in like five years from now or whatever. Um, but Cape Krusty, is a, it's a fun, it's a fun adventure. That's what Cape Krusty is. It doesn't have really, there's no real big character arc. There's not a, like, I think that's the only reason it's down this far. It's fun though. It's just a fun kids adventure story. Um, 
and that's uh, that's good enough. Like I, I think that's the beauty of like the golden years of the Simpsons is that there's so much different types of episodes, and yet they still carry that same kind of charm all of them through. And Kate Krusty is a good enough representative of that. Of it's like yeah, it's not like the the, the episode is literally kids go to summer camp and it's bad. That's it. But there's yep. a lot of fun. There's a lot of charm, a lot of adventure, and a lot of laughs. Um, so, yes, it stays in the canon. Our next episode, Matt, which I look at the title of this and I go, Ugh. it is Ooh. Waverly Hills 9021 Doe. Okay. What? They move the I... the margin. They, the family moves so that Lisa can, and Bart can attend a different, better school. And then they have to live in this apartment. They tr- they fake living in a different place, but then they actually have to live in this different apartment in Waverly Hills, which is where Homer moves to. I don't know. I assume it's going to be bad. Elliot, I assume so as well, but Elliot, maybe we get lucky. Elliot Page plays a character named Alaska, Nebraska. Oh, that's like the Hannah Montana ripoff. Great. I am excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure this will be good. Totally good. Maybe. Maybe I mean I was expecting nothing from this episode, and it gave me you know, a small smidge of something. So maybe it'll be okay. I'm not holding my breath though. Uh, we Ooh. trying not to sneeze, desperately trying not to sneeze. Uh, th- that's it for this this episode. Uh, we are the Simpsons Show. You can find us at thesimpsonshow.com and find links to everything there, including this best episode of our list and all of our other episodes and links to our Twitter and our Patreon and our RSS feed. If you want to help us out, support us on Patreon. It helps us. It, we are as high as point we've ever been, and I want to keep it going. Uh, we, we, Me and Matt make a lot of content every single week. Lots of podcasts, uh, lots of bonus material. Now, years of that stuff. If you've never been on the Patreon, that was a great time to join. You're never going to get access to more content all the time. It's only two bucks a month. Very, very cheap. Or even $5 a month for the cup of a, price of a cup of coffee. And everyone says that. For the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to a bunch of stuff. And uh, we absolutely appreciate the support. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter uh, at Robbie Dorman. Our website is RobbieDorman.com. It has links to all the things I do. Uh, including links to purchase my novels. I'm not a f- I, I, I think I've, at this point, I have officially announced my next novel. The other is is available for pre-order. I don't have all the, the fancy stuff at the beginning of the podcast because I haven't had time this week, but hopefully next week I'll have a, you don't care. You'll just skip through it. That's fine. Um, you should go, <laughs> you should go pre-order the other. It, it, it's a, it's an exorcism story. It's the exorcist meets the notebook. Uh, can love triumph over evil from eternal hell? And I think it's dark and grim, but also beautiful and uh, powerful. So you should go read the book and buy it. Pre-order it. I love you forever. Is that enough? good enough sell? Go get it. Come on, guys. It's fine. In fact, in fact, this just this one time, we will both love you forever. Ooh, you hear that, guys? You're not going to get this offer again. Matt, no, you're, you're Matt really is not. very stingy with his love. Extremely. Ask, so ask my wife. Ask his wife. <laughs> it's it. all taken up by kittens. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. <laughs> Matt does not support. Does not. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. 
No, as I said, I will be spending all of my love on kittens, the most adorable little things that I've ever seen in my life. And you can see them on kit at, on Instagram at kittenturns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. You can see how incredibly adorable are, uh, adorable they are and how much they will just cause your soul to melt because they are so achingly cute. In fact, if you want one of these adorable little ones, well, the current ones are all spoken for, but there will be more kitten turns soon. So check out the Instagram page and you can see them as they grow from little tiny, basically rats, up to full-grown cats. They're very cute. I I endorse that decision. You should go follow them on the Instagram. It's very cute kittens. Um, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you. What is that? Shh.